Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. And thank you for joining us again for episode number nine. We're almost in double digits. I know. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. So um, to get started this week, we'll just chat about what's going on. We're still in alternative med month. And this is our last show for that, though. It is. So we have a great guest coming up, some really um, informative stuff that she's going to share with us. So we're super excited for that in a few minutes. Yes, I learned a lot. Yeah. Sorry, I'm making... And I think everybody will learn a lot from it, too. And if you have any more questions, you know, you know, always ping us afterwards and and we can get those uh, answered for you, hopefully. Yes, I I sincerely learned a lot. So truth be told, when you first said Alt-Med, of course, I like the subject. I'm excited about it, but not to the degree that you are. So... You yeah. know, I, if it was some nerdy thing, I'd be more, you know, jazzed. But but <laughs> it ended up being really, really cool. And I've learned a lot personally, and I hope we've taught some of you guys a lot. Hey, there's Heather. Thanks for joining us, Heather. Hello. Um, and um, not just the past guests, but this whole month, I've just, I've learned a lot of stuff. And I yeah. also have made I mean, as much- I've even learned some things. Yeah, you never stop learning. I mean, there's so much to learn about in that um, field. Right. It, it's never ending. Yeah, Just I like agree. any medicine. Who else we got? Kimberly. Kimberly. Hello, Hi, Kimberly. Kimberly. Um, so what's up? What's up with you this week? I mean, I know what you did, but, you know, tell me again. <laughs> tell everybody else. Um, <laughs> first off, I'd like to apologize for making as much noise with this chair as humanly possible. <laughs> but in my defense, I'm the one that's going to have to try to remove all that noise. So... Um, what did I do? I, so I went to Houston, as you know. It's the yes. first time I've, I went for work, but it's the first time I've ever been to Texas. So that was pretty cool. Although I didn't get a chance to goof around or do anything fun. It was all work-related stuff. I feel like I should talk to you guys now that you're on here. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, it was cool. I was kind of there and yeah. back, but it uh, was yeah. productive for it, work. It was a quick stay. It, it was. Um, we've got so much stuff going on right now. Oh. Hey, Mandy. Mandy Hello. just joined us. Um, I gotta look up there to see it because I, I know. Have, Sorry, I, I need my binoculars. I need binoculars. So the way we've got this set up is that I'm mirroring my phone to the bigger screen right here, which is behind yeah. Angie, so I can see it, but she can't see it. So yeah, we need like a code or something, code some word. Kind of hand signal. But like, um, like we need to be moving our hands anymore. Anymore, really? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's right. That's right. So anyway, um, I went to Houston for the first time, and it was cool. It was very busy, um, but it was productive. Did you have a steak while you were there? I did not I, have I a feel steak. like you have to have a steak when you go there I, for some reason. I'm I don't know think, why. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I had for dinner, but it wasn't a steak. Oh, uh-huh. I had chicken parmesan for some unknown reason. Okay. That's what you were in the mood yeah. for. You were away from home, so. Well, you know what it is, too, <laughs> is, let's be honest, so we've been eating really clean, but our kitchen is is under home renovation. We just got a sink. We just put the sink in our in our new kitchen so yeah. we haven't been able to really make any food only eat cold stuff so we haven't been eating as as pure as we normally do and i am actually really excited to get back to that i Me never too. thought i'd say that but well you know i am yeah 
Because it's been killing me this week. Yeah. I've had some inflammation going on. I feel more fatigued than I normally do. Yeah. Normally, I have energy till 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And then finally around midnight, I'm like, okay, bedtime. Yeah. Time to crash. Even though I know I'm supposed to go to bed sooner than that. Yeah, Kim, Kim's, oh, Kimberly said, yes, Angie. Yes. So she's agreeing with you. Um, Judith. Hello, Judith. Um, so... I, I like to say um so too. I got to get those two words out of there, but that's going to be my right. thing. It's going to be on my shirt. Um so, so um. But yeah, I like to meal prep just for, so everybody knows. I mean, everybody knows, I think, that I'm a health coach, yep. but that's one of the things that I do in my health coaching business is I actually go meal prep for people. Yeah. And I was at my fun job today. Yes, you were. Yeah, that's true. Seven that's the, hours. I know. It makes me feel guilty. for other people, and I love it. <laughs> it makes me feel guilty when you prep here because I cannot compete with her on cooking in any way. I can cook stuff that's bad for you. I can grill a steak, but I can't. Yeah. I'm learning to make healthier stuff. Hi, Nancy. Hello. Glad you joined us live. She's like, finally caught you guys live. Yay. Um, and there's Joanna. Hi, Joanna. Well, um, the cool thing about Facebook Live, I mean, I like it because we can interact with everybody, but you, you can always go back and watch it. So sure. if you ever do miss it. Yeah. Because we were just talking about that, how people aren't, you know, probably won't schedule their day around fine and dandy, even though we hope you do. <laughs> we really do hope you do. <laughs> it is way cool to be able to interact live, though. Yeah, it um, really is. And you know what's neat about this? These... Some of the people that join, it's it's a funny thing about Facebook and the internet. If you've never met these people in real life, but you can interact with them live I on know. the internet. It's it, it's I really sound like cool. an old man, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it is neat though. Um, I did want to mention something serious for a minute though. Um, talking about all the stuff that we've got going on. I am proud, and I know that we are proud to be involved in this, but I'm proud to be helping Elena Muto-Rawls. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Elena. Uh, your last name. Her son, in 2017, her son Aiden was diagnosed with neuroblastoma um, cancer. And we'll we'll have more information about yeah. that when we get to the event. But we're going to be involved in the Golden Warrior event in September. It's a huge event. And, uh, and we I, hope to make it really big. We really year. do. We've got yeah. some ideas to really make it huge. And um, we are also, I'm helping to build a new website for it. So I'm really mm -hmm. excited about that too. Um, I, I think we just missed it. I can't quite see the name oh, of Christine. Uh, oh, hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Oh. That's my Christine. Oh, very nice. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we're going to be involved in that event, helping to make uh, bring awareness to it. We're obviously going to be at the event, helping however we can. And I'm building their new website, which I'm hoping to have complete by the end of this weekend. Yeah. Um, Elena's got a really, really cool event planned. I don't want to give too much away, but it's a interesting show. There'll be stuff to do there for kids and adults. And uh, yeah, and, and well, I mean, pretty soon though, probably within next month, we're gonna start giving know, details. Yeah, because yeah. we want to build it up and, and have as much as, especially this local area. Yeah. Um, um, people in Apopka. Oh, yeah. So possible. Nancy said, yes, we love Aiden. So that's oh, great, to, great to hear that yeah, you guys see, know. So people that's Apopka. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're we're hoping to, more important than anything else, we're hoping to bring awareness. And, yeah. um, and well, well, that is Elena's whole goal. Exactly. She wants to bring more awareness. So yeah. um, it's not just about fundraising. It's about making parents aware that this kind of, you know, what this issue is. That's right. You know, what to look out for, you know. 
what resources there are for maybe people that are going through this. So we'll get into a little more of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I have yeah. some ideas. Ah. I know you do. Oh, yeah, I'm excited, too. So I want to mention that because yeah. um, that's that's part of what um, I've been spending some of my time doing, really getting ready to dig in and um, rebuild the website. And I'm excited to do that for them. Also, we went and we were able to partake in the Bags of Hope charity event this past weekend. It was our second time doing it. So awesome. I think it was one of the biggest crowds they'd ever had. It was. As it far was as crazy. people coming out to get items they needed and having lunch. And um, Rhonda and Mark Santolin founded and run Bags of Hope along with all the volunteers. We've talked about this several times, but they provide food, clothing, uh, like farmer's market food you can take home, but food also for a meal you can have there, games and activities for the kids. And the biggest thing that Rhonda will tell you is that what they really provide is hope. If yeah. you watch her during the Bags of Hope event, she walks around and sits with people and talks to people and is hugging on people and is chatting and and people, the, yeah. her and the volunteers in Bags of Hope, they're sort of like making a community with the people that need mm -hmm. help. And it's um, one of the things Rhonda talks about is, you know, when you're in that position, it, one of the things that comes from that is sort of isolation and um, being not having the ability to be part of a community and not feeling normal. And she has got, they have got that down to a science. It is so awesome to see, like, we're just having a family barbecue. And if you need some things, grab some things and everybody's chatting and sitting mm -hmm. together. And it's just, it's a vibe I can't really explain, but the people that come for help, they seem to just love hanging out and talking, and it's it's and these pretty are, awesome. And these are people that work hard. They're just, you know, things happen in life. We sure. never know when we're going to be in a situation like that. That's right. They're working 40-plus hours a week, and sometimes you just, it, due to whatever circumstances, you just find yourself in a place that you can't get move from or get out of. Indeed. And another thing that they offer is, you know, job support, job opportunities, Rhonda is, and, you know, really a lot of the people on the staff there are there to, you know, help to set up and serve and everything, but they're talking to people and finding out what, where is the need, who's right. wanting to make a change, who needs some real help. Right. And they're honing in on it. And, and, and you want to talk about Walk the Talk? This is a group that definitely does that. Oh, do. um, Sheila joined back on. Oh, yes. Uh, Lou joined on. Lou. Hey, guys, sorry. we I don't know why we lost our internet yeah, connection, so it do. dumped everybody, but... Uh, and this is not a group that goes around tooting their horn and saying, look what we do, look what we and they do. they really don't. They don't advertise. I mean, unless you're a part of their page yes. and you've been invited to yep. it. So I feel like since being becoming a part of this and seeing that they're making this real change in the community right here, yep. local in the community, yep. that... I feel like it's our responsibility since this is why we started It's All Fine and Dangy. Right. To get more involved in the community, I feel like it's our responsibility to help bring more awareness to whatever our char charity of choice is. Yeah, and that's what we'll be. Every month we do want to focus on a different charity, but yep. always with whatever ones we've helped out in mind. And any time that somebody you know, wants to help or do a food drive, and I know Sheila did that. Sheila started yeah, she a did. food drive sure did, at yeah. work. I don't know who you're donating to, but tell us, um, give us more information about it. Like, what, love to how talk did about it turn it. out? Yeah. yeah. And we're going to visit Sheila soon anyway. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. I know. Oh, it's beautiful. The pictures she posts like on Facebook and Instagram, they're I beautiful. Know. It I looks might, fake. I might move over 
into uh, her guest room or something. Me rethink, <laughs> it makes me rethink the country sometimes. I'm like, well, oh, I want to live closer to what's going on in town. And then I see her pictures and I'm like, I want to move out well, there. Well, I was just driving out to Kim and Martin's. I do meal prep for them. And they live out in Leesburg. And I was taking the back roads. And yep. it's... I love it. I do too. I really do. Yeah, I, I, do. I mean, but I like the city too. So I kind of like it's, our location because yeah, we're right in between torn. both. Yeah. Oh, but. Marcy joined. Hi, Marcy. Sheila said, oh, shucks. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, so I did want to mention Bags of Hope. And speaking of them not, they just don't... You can tell there's not like selfies being taken and hashtag Bags of Hope out there. It's not about... No. I'm saying, hey, I volunteered. It's about really making a difference. But I, I mean, was, they did take like you did a video I was, that's for what I was about them. To say. So I was, yeah. I was really proud of the fact that as Rhonda is sort of assigning people their different positions, she has a, a great photographer, Jerry. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. But she added me to sort of his group to do video, and I made a video of their event and posted it up on our YouTube yeah, site. And uh, so check it out if you want to know more about Bags of Hope or see the event. And see these families and these kids that are just having a good time and maybe getting a break from the stress and struggles that they're in where they're trying to figure out how they're going to feed their kids until, you know, yeah. there some other kind of assistance comes in. So yeah. um, anyway, really proud to be a part of that. Yeah. Also, I mentioned our kitchen. I, I, I don't want to go negative here, but I have to mention Game of Groans. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So Dan, two years ago. Two years ago, right? Probably, yeah. Bought me a bottle of wine, a Game of Thrones bottle of wine, yep. and a goblet like Queen Cersei, right? That's right. For all of you That's that are, right. for all of you that were fans of Game of Thrones, it's over now. So I guess you could still be fans, but <laughs> yeah. it is over. Yeah. Um, and I was so excited to drink that wine because I'm like, yes, it's gonna be epic. I was disappointed. You know, and I this is where I always I feel was guilty. Not happy. This is where I feel guilty because as an artist, I I there's so much work that went into the production, the acting, the shooting. I read all that behind the well, scenes. Well, you know, stuff. we weren't um disappointed with the acting. The oh, acting's yeah. always the spot acting on. The acting is spot on, yeah. the special effects, everything is completely spot on. And I read that they spent like I don't want to quote this wrong, but I almost certainly will. They spent like a month and a half filming the long night for those of you that have watched it so they were all out there night after night they had to work all night and sleep during the day so it was brutal yeah. and i appreciate all the effort they put into it but yeah. the writing was so bad it was like even people that were sort of defending it um you know until after it was over they were like okay you're right now just <laughs> it, whatever move on so what was the funny thing that happened and so, as a result of that <laughs> right and this is sort of starting a stupid controversy in the nerd world so i'm of course i'm there but um this guy just because he was irritated he he wrote a he did a uh, one of those petition things and said start a petition to remake season 8 <laughs> with uh, competent writers and i read the article of him saying that's why he did it and he went to work and he forgot all about it and like 24 hours later one of his buddies at the coffee room you know at the, at the coffee break or whatever at work said is this you and it was like 400,000 people had signed up <laughs> within 24 hours um, I'm sorry 48 hours a million people signed up then yeah. it's up to 1.5 million now yeah. so it's but it's not really they're never going to remake the show that no. really wasn't the point the point was to point out just how much it feels rushed. And I know the guys that, uh, I don't know the guys, but I know that the guys that wrote it, the two guys that wrote it, 
where they just got a Star Wars movie, and I get the impression that they timing wise really needed to wrap things up and move on, and it just yeah. felt so different than any of the show before it. And I'm one of these people where if it's one big storyline, I cannot recommend the show to you because you know a lot of people are like, well, just watch the early seasons, but it's one big story, so it's not, it's really not worth watching when you know that it's such a bad ending. So, yeah. hey, Dana. Hey. So, um, yeah. And I mean, it seems, you know, since we, it seems like that's what you're spending your time doing, but that's, you know, that's what you do with your significant other, your right. family, and, you know, this pulp culture thing, oh, you know. Yeah. And then it's, you know, like, bleh, whatever. Right. And for wasn't us, happy. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys are like this. Let's but... just say I drank a whole bottle of wine and it wasn't good the next day. Okay. <laughs> right. It wasn't good. <laughs> this is, this is so true. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it for me, we not to sound like, uh, you know, everyone's not like this. I know most people are like this these days, but we are super busy. So we're also very selective of when we're going to stop working and sit together and watch. Uh, Hi, Victor. Hi, yes, Victor. I remember Victor. We met him at the health I fair. I do remember. Hi, Victor. Yeah, Thanks cool. for joining us. Um, but, you know, we're selective about what we do. We, like, we'll end up on the couch with our laptops and work until we go to bed if we're not careful. So we... Yeah. Are very particular so it feels like a lot of wasted time don't want to go negative maybe you liked it i thought it was terrible hashtag game of groans that's all i'm saying i'll try not to judge you if you like it <laughs> there, there's heidi hey heidi oh heidi heidi was on uh our our special episode heidi's part yes. of the apopka uh, alumni she's the, she's association the that's right she's the co-chair of that right. so so we have a big day tomorrow. We get to get up super early because something is happening tomorrow. That's right. It's very exciting. It is exciting. What is it? My son, Jacob, is graduating high school. Hey, Bubba. Bubba is, just joined. It is um, happening. It is happening. I feel like I'm way too young for that. But uh, we just read the ticket and the information and I'm like, oh, yeah, we can get up late. I got the day off work. No. No. We got we to gotta head no. out there. I think it starts <laughs> at nine. It's like an hour away. Yeah. But I'm super excited for him. I'm very proud of him, and it should be an interesting day. Yeah. It's always exciting when children graduate. I think so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for that reason, yeah, that reason, too. But, I, you know, it's it's a big thing. It's a long yeah. journey. And, yeah, uh, it is. He's, he's, you know, this is what I always write in cards for people when I give them their graduation present. Right. Welcome to the real world. It sucks, and it's great all at the same time. That, that's a pretty good <laughs> quote, too. Um, because it, you know, when you're in the big person world and yep. you're responsible for your bills and all that mundane stuff that just becomes you realize how good you fun. had it yeah. yes you realize how good you had it right so, but he still has it good he really does till he's done good. with college or whatever he's, he's doing he's a really good kid too so yeah um but anyway so he graduates tomorrow and what's funny is i was talking to him today it reminded me of the conversation we had with heidi and holly at the mm -hmm. association because you know, he's in that phase where I'm out of here. I just want to get it. He's not angry, but I was angry at his age. So I'm proud of him <laughs> for that too. But he's just like, I am done. Yeah. And I was saying, I know you feel that way, dude. And it's totally normal. But in 20 years, maybe less, you'll look back fondly, whether you're driving by that school with your own yeah. kids or mm -hmm. there's a reunion, you'll look back on it fondly and you'll think of how, you know, yeah. how important that part of your life was i remember yeah. when i graduated high school i was like forget this place i'm out of here it sucks and now i really kind of want to go tour the new high school they built and yeah i mean high school is where you build your foundation of you i mean i don't want to say your personality but it is really kind of where you become the adult that you're going to become yeah and more you know? often than not there's some level of uh 
of friendship that you have, especially with social media now, it makes it easier, but mm-hmm. there's some level of friendship that you keep with at least some people. And I wasn't super social, but I still know, thanks to Facebook and stuff, I still yeah. know a lot of the people. Yeah. So Dana said that her son graduated 2018 and he misses his high school days already. It's true. Yeah, it is oh, true. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't miss mine that fast, but... Yeah, I didn't either. I don't yeah. know. You know what it is for me? I got a good job about two weeks after high school. Mm-hmm. Just landed. Actually, it wasn't a good job then. I was I was a driving uh, in a car with no air conditioning, like a three hundred dollar car I bought. I was driving drawings around and delivering them to architects back before the digital world. Yeah. But within a couple of years, I was drawing the stuff on a computer. I got really lucky, so my career took off really quickly. Yeah. So I didn't really have a chance to feel like I missed high school because of all the freedom and I was making pretty good money for my age and it was, yeah. um, I liked the responsibility. I my, liked having a you focus. You like structure, yeah. like very structured. That's true. I started my career then too. Yes, you did. I had a baby. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I was a young mama. That's right. I had right. my baby boy, Austin. So well, My I, mom was too. My mom was like I, 16. I yeah. was working full time, taking care of a baby. Yep. That's what I was doing. Mm. I grew up quick. Let's just put it that way. Well, anyway, so that I'm, so I'm proud of So exciting day tomorrow. Exciting day. Yeah, it really is. And um, then we have, an, we have a special week coming up, too, not to how we do. gloat too much. Sure. It's but fun. on Thursday, we'll be doing a little staycation right here in... Who's that? Who's that? Dana. Oh, that was, oh, oh that's what I was reading about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I always miss them because they're over... Over her shoulder, me. yeah. Um. So on Thursday, we'll mark five years from when me and Dan met. That's right. I, I wish I could stop saying that. I'm going to have to write it down somewhere. It's like when I'm going to hold a thing up that says, oh, it's like with when a you, big stop sign. It's when Angie did the blueberry commercial that you guys may have heard, we did a spot for uh, King Grove Blueberry Farm, an organic farm. Great place. But. Just like the video outtake where she said, hey, we're out here picking fresh strawberries. And I said, blueberries? <laughs> she uh, she sat right here and five times we tried it. Oh, All right, hold on, cut. we'll try it again. And she would get to that spot and say strawberries again. She literally had to put a picture of blueberries on her iPad screen so it would work. That I'm going to have to put that's right or that's wrong or something yeah. so I can stop saying it. It's driving me crazy. Anyway, back to the point. Sorry about that. So five years. Five years together, yes. Together. That's awesome. And we like to do like a little staycation. Yep. And we go down to Winter Garden. They have the old hotel there, the Edgewater Hotel. Yes. Built in 1926, I think. Yes, that's right. And has, you know, all the antiques in it and the oldest operating elevator, the, the little... Um, Oh, they have a name. Or they have Ovi- to shut the like the fence yeah. thing and pull the gear. Ovitar or something. Oh, is some that what weird it is? name, yeah. But yeah, they have the oldest working one of those and we go on we make them take us up and down the elevator because it's really cool. Yeah, it's very neat. They and have it, to like line it up too. Like if they let go too soon or too late, the floor's not even. It's yeah, like they and had you have to, to like, step over it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Hi Shelly. Yeah. Hello. So it's um it's a three story. Yep. The t- the two top levels are where the hotel is. And it's oh, got what's a in bath- the basement. Well, the very bottom level is like the dungeon. Uh, oh, maybe I don't know. I thought well, it was just the two. No. It, it doesn't says matter. But three stories. Oh, is I it thought. okay? I think cool. it's got an upper um, level too. Anyway, doesn't matter. We'll explore it when we get there on Thursday. <laughs> You're sidetracking me. Man. I know. Sorry. You're sidetracking me. So 
We go there, and then we the first night that we're there, we usually eat at the chef's table, and we so do the in the back room experience where yeah. it's actually back where they the the chef is cooking. That's right. It's so delicious. Yeah. If you've never been there, you have to go. And then we do a show usually at the Garden Theater. That's right. And we're doing Billy Elliot. The musical this so year. It's like an Elton John based kind yeah. of thing. So that should yeah. be really good. Well, it's, his music is oh. what it is, but it's oh, okay. based on something else. And then and then we do the bike ride. We ride our bikes to Claremont from Winter Garden on the bike trail down there on Saturday. Uh, yeah. So we, we are going to have a good time. We really and are. we're thinking about doing a little, we're going to do a special episode for like, we're going to record there, I yeah. think. I think, I think we are. It's, plus, there's some history there, and Winter Garden is gorgeous. I mean, yeah. they've got the bike trail right down the center median. There's a lot of really old buildings. Yeah. It's, and a lot of cool little restaurants. Yeah. And we'll do the farmer's market on Saturday morning. Yeah. And then after our bike ride, we'll go do the beer tasting down the, oh, at the brewery the down tasting. there. Oh, I forgot about the beer tasting. I forget about that. And they have live music. And oh, hi, Elena. Oh, there's Elena. Hi, Elena. We were just talking about you. Yes, we were. Um, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, excited too. So I'm I need a just, little time away from the kitchen, even really? though I need to get it done. <laughs> and we, and so for, for transparency here, we talk about eating healthy and we're really good about doing that most of the time. We've slipped some with the kitchen down, but we're now yeah. we're moving back towards We the don't way like we it though. <laughs> no, we don't. And, and we're doing like the whole cleanse routine where you drink the shakes. I don't really like that part, but she does. Um, Rachel likes it too. But every year when we go to the chef's table, we agree that's the one night where it, the diet is completely off. It's like a four or five course meal. It's a they five course because we get the cheese. They bring in like a cheese tray and a wine that goes with it and then an appetizer and then a wine, wine. that goes with it and then a salad and a wine, wine that goes with it and then your entree and a wine that goes with it and yes. then dessert. And a wine that goes with it. It is yeah. it's awesome. I cannot wait. Yeah. It is it's amazing. So good. Best steak I've ever had. Yeah. And, and their wines are I lost amazing. My voice. Too. I've got emotional yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, because you're about excited for the steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But oh, yes, we're looking forward to that. Hey guys, so sorry for what must seem like an abrupt interruption in our discussion there, but this week we had so much fun talking to you guys and interacting with you guys on Facebook Live that we ran really long with it. So now's the time where I decided to cut that and drop us right into our next segment, which is our community call out. However, if you'd like to hear the rest of the Facebook Live feed, then at the end of this show, after the music turns up, if you stay on the podcast episode, let's call it a post credit scene, um, then it'll drop back into the rest of the Facebook Live feed or uh, recording from that Facebook Live feed. Anyway, it's now time for the community call out. So check it out. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is time for our community call out. And unfortunately, today is our last episode this month where, yep. where we are talking about alternative approaches to maintaining or improving your overall health and wellness. We're going to have to do this again for another month for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know me, I'm super interested in it. So um, today our guest is passionate about helping her patients to do this very thing. And we'd like to welcome Dr. Linda Mattioli. And she is a functional doctor with Origins Functional Medicine right here in Longwood, Florida. Welcome, Dr. Thank Linda. You. How thank are you, you today? Me. Thank great, you so much great. for joining us. Yes, thank you. We have lots of questions for you. 
I'm ready. And I'm sure our audience has lots of, lots of questions, too. So hopefully the questions we have will kind of cover what they're thinking right. about what is a functional doctor. So first things first, okay. that is my question. I mean, I kind of already know, but can you describe mm-hmm. what a functional doctor is to those listening? So functional medicine is a process of uncovering the root cause of disease or symptoms. So in the conventional world, um, we take on an approach of what symptoms is somebody describing? And then we further work that up with labs, imaging studies, and then we approach it from, okay, how do I, how do we manage those symptoms with, you know, it could be lifestyle, it could be medications, it could be surgery, but the, the approach is more of how do I manage the effect of these yes. symptoms? Um, on the other hand, functional medicine is more of what is driving those inflammatory processes to begin with. So what is occurring more on that biochemical root cause level and how do I work at balancing the system um, at that foundational level and, and going from there. So what's cool about functional medicine is oftentimes what a patient might come in for, say they come in for migraines or something like that, um, when you balance the whole body other symptoms tend to improve that they may not have even told me about. Wow. So go on with that yeah. whole body approach, which, exactly. which really is the root of alternative medicine. Yeah. Correct. That's that sort of holistic approach. So mm-hmm. you are a board certified family physician, and mm-hmm. I know you hold a number of degrees, yeah. But and you kind of answered it already, but what made you decide to pursue the functional doctor side of things yeah. as well? Great question. So um, my story is that I... I have my master's in nutrition as well, and I did that prior to med school. So I've always had an interest in a integrative holistic approach to health, probably stemming from my mom and the way I was raised, to be honest. That always made the most sense to me. Um, And so I I have an osteopathic medical degree, and that that tends to be more of a holistic approach in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So when I went to medical school, I I really wanted to integrate that, that holistic approach to patient care. When I graduated and I was working as a traditional primary care physician, I myself started to feel not well. I had a six-month-old at home. I was tired all the time. During my lunch break, I would literally go to my car to take a nap. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I was very exhausted. And um, and you were just chalking it up to motherhood, working. Right. All, all of that. I was, I was tired. I was starting to feel kind of anxious. I, I just had some aches and pains. And so my husband said, you know, why don't you go to your primary care doctor and figure out what's going on? And so they did some basic blood work and everything came back within normal limits. Right. Um, and she said, you know, well, why don't, you know, it sounds like you're adjusting to your new life here. And, you know, why don't, why don't we start an antidepressant or something like that? Oh, geez. And, and my thought initially. That didn't sit well with you, I'm yeah, sure. it just didn't. And I'm like, for the first time I saw myself as from the patient perspective. Yes. And I said, that's not, I mean, yeah, I, I do have a low mood. I mean, obviously there's those sure. things occurring, but I, I I knew instinctively that that the antidepressant wasn't the answer, and so I actually um, saw a naturopath, and she spent an hour with me at the first appointment, and she really kind of did a deeper dive. And after the appointment, I said, "How do I do what you do?" Like that was the most amazing appointment. I felt heard. I felt 
wonderful. I don't know. I felt like I had a plan. I felt in control. Yeah. Which was which was a really good feeling. Sure. And yeah. and that's when she she introduced the concept of functional medicine to me at that time. I'd never even heard of it. So I knew at that moment, I said, you know, if if I don't want to see me, mm-hmm. you know, if, as, yeah. a, as a primary care doctor, if, if I'm seeking outside care, how can ethically, how can I treat I, I treat my patients the same way. So I decided I wanted to be the kind of doctor I wanted to see. I love that story. Yeah. Same, yeah. And so i that's when I got my functional medicine training. And, oh, that's great. And here we are. And where, <laughs> where uh, side, side question, where did you go for your um, functional medicine training? Training. Um, is it so in the, Arizona? Yeah, well, the, the Institute for Functional Medicine okay. is a um, corporation, I guess, that, that trains healthcare professionals how to treat functionally. So what's cool about their organization is they train anywhere from health coaches, like, okay, I, I want to get in and be a supportive okay, role. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. All the way to, you know, I'm a, I'm a cardiologist, I'm an endocrinologist, I'm a primary care doctor, and I want a, I want my toolbox to be deeper you know a a lot of physicians are just as frustrated as patients are as as far as healthcare and outcomes and so i view it as you know i've expanded my toolbox right and it's a whole different way of thinking that's a great way to look at it Mm -hmm. so this kind of goes in line with your story when is it that you find patients are coming to see you Mm -hmm. you know for I mean, I don't really need to give the example, but, mm-hmm. you know, have they been to the doctors? Have they exhausted all things trying to figure out what's wrong? When do you typically see them in their their health, um, their journey? health journey? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. So um, I oftentimes see patients when they've had... They, so I'm going to use IBS as an example, irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. So that's Very kind common. of somebody that has abdominal pain, diarrhea, constipation. It can kind of be alternating between the two. And they might have gone and done a, a full workup with GI, um, and they, they didn't really find anything causing it. And so the, the gastroenterologist may recommend a medication to control the symptoms, so control the diarrhea, control the constipation. And then patients come to me and they say, you know, I, I'm controlling the symptom, but I, it's not curing what the issue is. So can you mm-hmm. help me figure out what, what the issue is? And, and honestly, that's, the as far as like the timeline is concerned, that's the order that I prefer things. So I think that there's a definite need for conventional medicine. There's an, a need for that approach. You want to rule out all of the more, you know, the the more dangerous causes. Major course. Yeah. Right. yeah. So so sometimes when patients come to me, sometimes they come to me too early. Like they'll come to me with an acute issue. And I'll say, well, you need to rule out, you know, pancreatitis. You need to go and rule out, you know, these other things. And then once all that's ruled out, now it's my turn. So I really view myself as an extension of their medical team. I don't view myself as somebody that takes the place. So you have a good balance when it comes between, like like I believe, there's a balance. There's there's good and conventional there's good and alternative forms as well yeah but working together is the best way to kind of um, solve whatever the underlying issue is yeah we're not we don't need to be in competition right like we all have a Mm -hmm. role we all have our strengths and i think that that's an important point well I'm, I'm the least of the three of us competent when it comes to health discussion but as a sort of outsider for this it surprises me that pretty much every um, sort of regular MD doesn't get involved in functional medicine. It's, it seems like there's a missing piece without it. Yeah. You know? And I think that I've, I've thought a lot about that because I, 
I really believe that the majority of physicians are just as frustrated as the patients. Sure. You know? Yeah, I mean, probably. Right. And, you know, when I was a traditional primary doc, I was seeing between 20 and 22 patients a day. Um, wow. and, and frankly, yeah, you, you, you kind of have to hit yep. a certain amount you, of patients. You have a quota. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and the... And the reason is, is that if, you know, the, the way it's, it has to do with the insurance reimbursement model. And so if I have somebody coming in with lifestyle driven diseases like hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, mm-hmm. um, I need to... I need to counsel them on lifestyle techniques. So I need to dig into how is your sleep? How is your exercise? How is your diet? I cannot do that in a 10 to 15 minute. Of course not. Yeah. So I only have enough time to say, okay, your blood pressure is 170 over a hundred. You need to start this medication and follow up with me in a month. Right. You know, that's, that's all you have time to do. So the quick the, fix for them, kind of like immediate response to their need. Yeah. And I think most, physicians agree that there's a giant lifestyle component that needs to be addressed, but they just frankly they don't, don't have the time. time. Yeah. 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 That's unfortunate. I think even with um, alternative med doctors like um, chiropractic, they want to be able to have more time for that too, but they don't neither. So yeah. I believe that's a need. We need more health coaches, right? Yeah. Right. Right. The people yeah. that do the follow up. To do yeah. the follow-up and the implementation. Yes. So you mentioned IBS, which I know is very common, but mm-hmm. is there a particular symptom that has more prevalence? Is is it that, or is there something that you feel like you are treating more than anything else? Um, yeah, I think that the the most common symptom I probably see is chronic fatigue. Probably really? 90% of my patients that come in, fatigue is one of the long list of things that they're complaining about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and the cause of fatigue is, I mean, that you can cast a very wide net. Is it um, elusive to determine? No. So, so the way I approach, and, and this is one of the struggles of functional providers, right? Because people will come in and say, I have headaches. I have insomnia. I have mm-hmm. fatigue. You know, and it's it, not enough information, right? It's, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a very there's there's so many different causes. Yes, that sure. Can, that can be caused by that. So that's why the functional medicine approach is is really in the way how how I address it as I start at the foundations. So I take a good history, figuring out what is their nutrition like, what is their sleep like, what is their exercise mm-hmm. like, what is their relationships like. So isolationism is a giant. Oh um, yes, don't even I don't think of that because I'm not somebody that is isolated but that is a huge one yeah people are working more from home people mm-hmm. are doing a lot of things that yep. are a little bit more isolated um i never thought of the isolated thing either actually yeah wow that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's actually a kind of uh, studies are being done that it's it's even a bigger predictor of longevity than even things like diet and exercise wow. feeling like you're part of a tribe uh-huh. feeling like you're there's a there's a um something called the blue zones. I don't know if you guys have heard of the blue zones, but there's certain pockets, Mm -hmm. right? Where the longevity, um, people who live, you know, close to a hundred regularly in the communities. And one of the most, one of the most foundational aspects of that is that, that tribe, that belonging. Wow. Another reason Mm -hmm. reason to be more involved in your community. If you don't have, especially if you don't have a large circle of friends. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So uh, this is a, another question, um, that Angie and I discussed prior. And that is when you have, patients come to you because of the nature of the functional side of things do you find that they often have a pretty good handle on 
their own health? Like, you know, can they explain what they have and tell you what they've been through procedurally, mm-hmm. other things that they've tried? I would expect that they've, they've as, as you've already sort of mentioned, but they've, they've gone through sort of a journey already by the time they get here. Sometimes. So I'm, I'm seeing more of it because I think there's a lot more information out there. Right. So now patients will come in and they'll understand what the microbiome is and they'll understand I mean, all yeah. of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have some patients whose spouse is like, listen, I really want you to talk to this doctor. You know, and they they don't know what gluten is. They don't understand how food affects their inflammatory processes. And so a lot of times at that appointment, we're just doing a lot of education yeah. because if, if patients don't understand the connection of the cause of their disease, because we've been trained with the current medical model to not ask, not ask why at that root cause yeah. level. Yeah. So, um, so I'm seeing more of it, but still definitely a lot of education is, is, and support is needed. I suppose that can go the other way too, because um, all of us that are non-medical have gone to the internet for Mm -hmm. our symptoms. And a lot of times that's like the wrong direction (laughs) and you get sort of a false diagnostic in your head when you go to the doctor. Yeah. And the, the way I approach that, cause I really view myself as a, as somebody that partners with my patients. Right. I mean, I, I, I try and avoid that patriarchal mm-hmm. do this. I, I, cause you know, I said so, cause I said so. Yeah. And so if somebody comes in and they say, you know, I, I'm, I'm really scared. I have heavy metal toxicities. I'm convinced I have <sighs> that or, or whatever yeah. right. it is. Um, I'll test for it. You know, if it's, if it's within reason, even if it may not be high up on my differential of what's causing their issues. It eases their mind if they're wanting to pay for the test or whatever. Exactly. We're a very anxious society. So if they have this in the back of their mind and I take six months before I test for it, then that's, that's going to not be okay for their health. So if they want to do it, I'll I'll test for it. Just to get it off the list. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's positive, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you never know. Well, that's true. I suppose it could be. I would just think that, at least from my own experience, when I've gone to my doctor, sometimes it's like, oh, hold on, you don't have that kind right. of thing. And they, you know, <laughs> and walk you through it a little better. Right, right. I mean, if it's like really said, far off, like then. They'll come yeah. in saying they have fatigue. Well, like you said, fatigue could be related to so many different mm-hmm. things that they don't. And Which one do I is, pick? Oh, it must be that one because yes. I have these symptoms. And, and but I was going to say fatigue, so and I'm not a doctor, but fatigue to me is not a condition. It's a symptom. Mm-hmm. So That's right. saying Correct. I have fatigue, doesn't. it's not really something you have. It's a condition that you are, are having that is giving you. That's a side effect of whatever the real problem is. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times doing that bottom-up approach, like working on the foundations first, and then mm-hmm. I'll say, all right, if you're still experiencing this in three months, let's let's give it 90 days, yep. you know, and then if you're still experiencing that, then we can search for the zebras is what we call it in medicine. So I get it. We yeah. say that in IT too. That's yeah. the, or the red herring, the mm-hmm. anomalous thing that's yeah. not common. Right, yeah. right. So we talked a little bit earlier, you talked about how when you were um, a primary care physician, it was a lot of, you know, little time spent with patients mm-hmm. just because that's kind of how that works. It is. Yeah. That's how it is. 
your point, your appointments are a little different Mm -hmm. from a conventional doctor's office. Tell us a little bit about that first visit when somebody would come in and what it can, um, what it consists of. Yeah. So I've, I've changed my model multiple times and, um, that's got to find the right fit. That's a good doctor though, because you're constantly learning, trying to changing it up, adapt. Um, so what, what we do now is we have our first appointment is called the foundational assessment and it's a 90 minute appointment with myself. Wow. Yeah. And I, I actually have patients um, fill out questionnaires and we get blood work prior to them coming in because I want it to be a whole 360 evaluation of their health. So um, we go through a complete history from their birth. That takes that in and of itself takes about 30 to 40 minutes. And the reason that's important is because two people can have the same disease or symptoms like hypothyroidism, but the drive, what's driving it can be completely different in yeah. two different people. So I need to know the timeline of when they started feeling symptoms, what was occurring in their environment at that time, because that indicates to me where I'm doing the deeper dive. Right. So we yeah. do a really deep history. Then we do a physical, then we do a lab review. Um, and then we go through foundational recommendations initially. And we'll also at the end of the appointment kind of take a step back and say, okay, in your unique situation, what do I think is driving it? And then we'll discuss that hypothesis and what testing we might need to do at that point to work that hypothesis up. Yeah. Um, And I've been to one of your, mm -hmm. I've been to a visit with you and I didn't really have any underlying issues. I just wanted a, um, um, a functional approach or a functional approach to just kind of, how am I? right? Right. Um, and how you said when you first went to a functional doctor, you felt listen to. Mm-hmm. And Dan was with me at that. And yep. mm-hmm. it was so detailed mm-hmm. that it really gets you thinking, okay, yeah, what have I been exposed to? Well, you know, right. even, even though I really didn't have any underlying issues, it's a good diagnostic. It was though, a isn't great it? way to look at, wow, these things could affect everything. I mean, you ask things like, were you nursed? Were you, you know, a natural childbirth? Or I mean, there's these crazy questions that you would never think of that a conventional doctor would never ask you. Right. And when I say diagnostic, I almost am thinking of like a car when you want the history of a car before Mm -hmm. you buy a car, it could have certain issues, quote conditions, but they could be based on different things. Like, was it driven on dirt roads all the time or did it, has it been in an yeah. accident? Those kinds of things. So that's interesting as an outsider to this. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when people, um, you know, people are wanting a quick fix. Mm-hmm. So we, we talk, kind of talked about that. We, yeah. we like want it now. Give me the pill. Right. Yeah. Just fix it. Fix this problem I'm having. Yeah. Do you see that when people come to you? Do mm-hmm. they want a quick fix? And how do you combat that? with them? How do you change their mentality when it comes to the quick fix idea? So I think some people come not really understanding what functional medicine is. And they say, I want to be off my statin. Will you give me an herb in place of it? Uh, And that's really not what functional medicine is. Right. And so it's, it's more of a, the healing from a systems based approach. And so for those patients, um, it's, it's, difficult because I think people are at different stages of change in their life and and willingness to put forth effort in certain areas. So I honestly have it that I, an honest conversation with them at the foundational assessment, like, and at the foundational assessment, most of our recommendations are lifestyle related, right? Yeah, of course, some baseline supplements. But mm-hmm. if somebody at that appointment, they're, they're like, you know, I'm not, I'm, and they'll say flat out, I'm, I'm not willing to change my diet. I'm not willing to go to bed earlier. I'm not willing yeah. to move my body. Mm-hmm. Then I'll say, you know, I don't, how do you expect me to help you? And, and you're in control of your health. 
Like gone are the days of Dr. Fix Me. Yeah, they have yeah. to be involved you know? in their health. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's honestly a, a matter of, okay, well, then maybe now's not the right time. Yeah. So it, I feel like I've planted a seed and they might come back in a year. They might not. But I think that yeah. it's it's really where they are. And if you're like life. me, because um, I'm a health coach, if you're like me, it almost it, it makes you hurt a little bit when they decide they're not ready, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. you see that they have a, a some real underlying issues that are going to really start even affecting them more and mm-hmm. their quality of life. And you're, you're sad. You're sad because they don't want to take that step. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's also on the, on the flip side. I just recently had a patient with about 15 years of debilitating fatigue. And when she came in, she was ready. She was like, I will do whatever you tell me to do. So that's fulfilling. And I just had a follow up with her after two months of just implementing some, again, we haven't even, we hadn't even done advanced testing yet. Just baby steps probably, right? Yeah. And her symptom went from 150 symptoms down to 50. Wow. So it's, it's really cool when you see somebody who's ready and they're just like, let's do it. Right. How quickly the body responds. The body is always trying to find homeostasis. Yeah. Right. It's It's always trying to find, it wants it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really cool too. Yeah. That, that has to make, uh, that makes your day when something yeah, like that happens. It does. It's like, I was like, you made my day. This I is mean, crazy. even personally, since this year, we've made some dramatic lifestyle changes in our diets. We just joined a gym. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, seeing the transition that we've been through in our, and especially me, like in my mm-hmm. weight and things like that, it's, I'm not being in the, the medical community. It's frustrating when I have friends that are talking about how they don't feel good and they're drinking a Coke and those right. kinds of things where I'm like, it's right in front of you. So, yeah. so I can imagine it's fulfilling when someone says, I'm ready, I'm doing yeah, it. I'm, I'm ready, in. let's and go. And they actually are taking that personal interest in their own l- lifestyle mm-hmm. because those are the, usually the, ch- like you said, those are the changes that come first. But, but you're not with them 24 hours. Habits. They do. Yeah. And you're not yeah. with them 24 hours. You can't, yeah. they've, they got to be strong. <laughs> and that's where community, I think, comes Helps. in. Sure. Because if, if somebody's living by themselves, they can have whatever habits that they want. And they mm-hmm. don't have to explain themselves to anybody. And yeah. But it, it gets tough when you're living with somebody that's not on board or they yeah. don't understand. That's uh, my perspective. That's a very difficult hurdle. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. I don't think I would have done it if I was if it was just me. I think there's a support system there. Yeah. There's also accountability, like mm-hmm. you said, but the support system yeah. of knowing. And this is what I've told a couple of friends at work. It's like I quit smoking 20 years ago. Mm-hmm changing your eating habits is kind of like that for the first mm-hmm. couple of months if you're mm-hmm. quitting sugar entirely mm-hmm. but trust me just like smoking when you get past that sort of irritating oh, yeah. stage you're like wow this is great Yay. so you feel totally different yeah so seeing people that are still in that phase of not wanting to change it's hard it's hard for me because i'm like oh if you just get over the hump that's all you got to do it's then just, it's yeah. great yeah. <laughs> yeah a little hurdle so can you tell us a little bit more about your team and mm-hmm. what they do yeah. So, um, so my team, so I have my office manager, Dawn. Dawn has been with me from the very beginning. Um, and so she, she helps coordinating things on the, the back of the house front. So she helps patients with, um, if they have questions about lab kits and how to, how to work that and right. where to get supplements mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, Lauren is our uh, new patient coordinator. She also, um, so she helps patients on board. So she's oftentimes the first person that people speak yeah. to when they call. 
And she also does our social media. So she's very artistic, very in tune to yes, kind of... She, she we, does that's good we met posts. On the way yes. in. Oh, yeah, great. She does good posts. Yes. She does. She's wonderful. <laughs> she's wonderful. They're both wonderful. And that's a hard part to add into your day, yes. you know, to, it really to make is. sure to remember that you got to post. So it's nice to have somebody that's very handy yeah. with that. Yeah. And to make it engaging too. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. And then we also have a nutritionist and health coach on our team, um, Mickey, who she specializes in natural hormone regulation and detoxification. Mm-hmm. So she helps support patients as well. And then we also have a therapist, um, wow. Yeah. Who that they're both Mickey and Michelle, they help kind of support the person more over the long term because a lot of patients, there's that lifestyle component. Sure. That sometimes that's attached to some emotional yeah. things as well as past traumas. I mean, yeah. Unresolved yeah. traumas in is very much affects healing moving forward, and that's when we um, we just recently um, onboarded Michelle, our therapist, just a few months ago because I feel like that was such a huge that's a great ad. need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm learning so much about this as we've been going through this al- mm-hmm. uh, alternative medicine month. I would have had no idea that emotional trauma can mm-hmm. be a factor in your existing health. I mean, unless mm-hmm. you're like riddled with it, but it seems the more conversations we have is no, it can be things you, you don't let go of, or you didn't yeah. really process. We just talked about this with acupuncture Yeah, yeah. about you have the emotional and the physical components. Mm-hmm. And if you don't treat them both, a lot of times you can't resolve you whatever can. the underlying root cause is. So wow. it's super interesting. It yeah. is. It is. I mean, it makes total sense, but it's something, I guess, in in our general society, we're not taught to connect together. Exactly. We are (laughs) not. Yeah, mental health. I mean, for me, I had a completely different impression of mental health growing up than I do now. So I think that over the past 10 years, especially, it's becoming, we're all becoming more aware of it. But if if we're in a fear-based threatening mindsets because of a, a trauma that we experience and we continuously get triggered or we just have a way of thinking that's mm-hmm. toxic, that makes our cortisol go up and cortisol affects gut health. It affects all your other Infl- hormones. Inflammation. Inflammation. I mean, so that's a lot of times the first thing that we need to kind of yeah. calm down for people. And I'm we, a walking testament to that whole thing. Yeah. You just yeah. said. And we know inflammation is like the root cause of so many chronic illnesses that exactly. you've got to work on the inflammation. Right. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. functions doctors help you do is to get that body back in balance. I feel like I'm going to have a degree after this interview. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you offer some things um, in your practice Mm -hmm. that you don't usually find at a regular doctor's Mm -hmm. office. Um, Tell us what makes Origins Functional Medicine a little different, sets you apart. Yeah. So um, we have two additional medical devices here that I I really love for people to take advantage of because I don't believe that – all healing occurs with taking a pill, whether it's a supplement or a medication or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Sure. So we have the Beamer medical device and the infrared sauna. And our patients can take advantage of these things as included. So they can come as many times as they want for those. So what the Beamer medical device does is it improves microcirculation, so blood flow at a cellular level. So nutrient delivery to cells, Mm -hmm. toxin removal. So my patients who are chronically fatigued, which is 90% of them, it really helps get their head above water. So these are patients that they feel too tired to go for a walk, too tired to exercise. So they can lie on this mat, their blood starts to flow, their mitochondria, which is the part of the cell that makes energy, mm-hmm. starts to 
be reproduced. Um, and they can, they can hopefully get to the point where they can start exercising on their own. Oh, so good. So it helps them with the lifestyle aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the infrared sauna helps with uh, detoxification. Yeah. So, yeah. So the far infrared gets deep down. We tried that thing, yeah. or I have the Beamer mm-hmm. thing that was here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been in far infrared. F- I, do I say it's it a hard right? thing to say yeah. far, far infrared? infrared. Yeah. yeah, I did a whole report on it. I should know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting stuff, though. Yeah, it is. So, what uh, what type of stuff do you do in your personal life to mm-hmm. kind of practice what you preach? How are you living a healthy, balanced lifestyle? So, for me, I have a three and a five year old. Oh, okay. Right there. Does There's it. exercise. <laughs> check. Yes. Check yes. mark. <laughs> Running around the neighborhood while they scooters right. is part of it. Um, so, for me, I think that the, the lifestyle component, you have to kind of address what is imbalanced most for you. So, for me, um, rejuvenation is a mm-hmm. big imbalance for me um, as far as because I'm I'm going all the time at home and at work. Yeah. So for me, being able to bookend my day with like in the morning, practicing gratitude, getting my mindset right, starting my day right, even if it's just 10 minutes, because I, I really don't have a lot of spare time. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I make that a point. I, I go for a run most mornings and I listen to mantras and things like that. Oh, nice. It's like it. running meditation almost. It is. Yeah. It is. I really love it. Just mixing like, two things together. It's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> just for like 15 minutes. It's just a nice thing. Um, and then before I go to bed at night, I either listen to a meditation or I do an Epsom salt bath. So for me, that's kind of the main thing that I focus on right now. Cause that makes the biggest difference for other people. Their nutrition makes the biggest difference mm-hmm. or sleep, you know, but for me, sure rest. I think that's a great point because so many of us, when we want to get better or we want to address something, we're like, I have to do it all. And what happens, you crash and burn after Mm -hmm. a week or two of this. So I think that's a great point to really healing the whole body is what do I need to work on first? What's the most Mm -hmm. important and really give a hundred percent focusing on that. Once that's easy, then you bring in the next thing. Correct. I think that's like the reverse elimination diet almost. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, because elimination diet's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've done that too. Um, th- just off the questions for a minute, but um, you had said something about um, rest or sleep, mm-hmm. and I it made me wonder, like, is there a recommended time that people are supposed to go to sleep as a whole or as an individual per each person? Good question. So if I have a patient that has extreme fatigue, very ill, I want right. them to be in bed almost asleep by nine o'clock. Wow. Um, for your average healthy person, 10 o'clock. That's the recommended. Really? Yeah, 10 oh, o'clock. I'm so bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's moving that needle is most difficult for a lot of people. Oh, I bet. Cause I'm sitting here talking about how when people aren't willing to make the lifestyle changes, I'm talking about eating right mm-hmm. or starting to exercise. It's frustrating while I myself have a hard time. You know what it is? If you're this is not an excuse, but if you're really busy, and I'm sure yeah. all three of us are, sometimes between the day job, the night job, the side job, the hobby, <laughs> the kids, right. the thing, and you finally hit the bed with your iPad or the TV at 10 o'clock, you don't want to just turn off the light and go to bed. You're like, no, I need some time. It's time to relax. Yeah. Right. So, so I find that blue light blocking glasses are so helpful because if you have mm. to... So if you can block that blue light after the sun goes down, so seven, eight o'clock, mm-hmm. you put on your blue light blocking glasses. Then if you do have to be in front of an electronic, 
when it is time for you to go to sleep, you've already had that blue light blocked for a certain wow. amount of time. And people, mm-hmm. I find that they fall asleep easier and their quality of sleep is a bit better. Okay. That makes me want to turn on the feature I've turned off on all my Apple yeah. stuff that turned filters it on, that, that out. That filters it out. Okay. I will. I hate it because it looks different, but yeah. if it's really going to work, then I'll try it. Yeah. yeah. And there's on Amazon, I mean, you can get $12. Yeah. Little glasses, glasses for yeah. other stuff you may have to look at. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Um, so what changes do you hope to see in medicine in the future? Uh, are there changes that you have seen while you're in your career that mm-hmm. you've been excited to see? I ask that because even in my own life, I've noticed like my doctor is more apt to say you can try these this thing, mm-hmm. this natural thing, try this mm-hmm. before going to the pharmacy and taking this pill. And I just wonder yeah. from, from the inside, do you, do you see things like that? Are there other changes that you'd like to see in medicine across the board? Yeah. I think that one of the biggest things that I'm seeing and that I'm hoping really gains momentum is this thought that herbs and vitamins aren't evidence-based. I think that, yes, there's, I've heard that. Yeah. there's a fallacy out there that mm-hmm. the only the prescription drug is, has evidence behind it. And it's, and partly because big pharma paid for the trials, right. you know, there's not a lot of money in vitamin money C. To do. That's sure. you know, <laughs> they're not going to fund a giant trial. But that's the argument that I hear in my physician groups say, "Well, is it? There's there evidence behind? It? Is it evidence based?" And it's like, "Yes, yeah. there's plenty of journal articles about it. You're just not hearing about it because it's not funded by a multi-billion-dollar yeah. industry." Right. Um, so I think people are starting, and and it really comes from the demand because yeah. As physicians, we can't really change our education. It's the, it's the way we're educated. But patients right. have been demanding it so much mm-hmm. that physicians are like, okay, now let me look into this and see if it's okay because that's our number yeah. one oath is to do no harm. Right. That's right. Um, but that's one of the biggest trends that I'm hoping that there is validity in it. It can, it can really move the needle in a lot of people without causing harm, even more so than drugs. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'd and love I to have, see that. I have found that with being in school for alternative medicine that – Finding the research on those things is very difficult mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of it. Right. But let's look at the history of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is people have been using this stuff for thousands and thousands of years. Right. Mm-hmm. So that has to be the proof right there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. though it was, you know, a lot of it was passed down orally, you know, through, you know, just verbal, the yeah. t- verbal, verbal. Um, that doesn't matter. That's still an education. Sure. You know, that's still evidence of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think people got to start digging in a little more back in time yeah. to yeah. see what things were being used. Sure. I agree. And, and like you said, Dr. Mattioli, the, um, the, I don't, I don't want to go like conspiracy theory or anything, but <laughs> yes, for me, do. <laughs> I, I do that sometimes because to me, as you mentioned, like the big pharmaceuticals, the money that's in that, but there's also a way that our society at the top, the leader level sometimes has the ability to make it into, that's a hippie thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. really work. And we as a society are inclined to immediately go, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah. I need a pill. Right. So because we want a quick fix. Yeah. Right? That's, we live in that type whole of mentality. Thinking. It is. Yeah. And, and Angie has, for some health issues I had a year or two ago, she had me doing a lot of natural stuff. And there was a voice in my head like, I'm going to do this for her, but <laughs> I know it's not going to work. And it did work. Right. So that's yeah. the proof is in the and pudding. Some things didn't work, but the, that's the thing. It's a trial and error sometimes because yeah. everybody's body is different. Correct. So something that works for one person may not work for the other. Yeah. So right. You have to have practice patience. Agreed. Well. But I think the notion or the 
knowledge that this is treating what's wrong and not the pain that you're feeling, yes. mm-hmm. then it, to me, it makes me more patient to wait through the trial and error of figuring it out right. versus taking the pill and knowing that condition may be growing still yeah. and you're just masking it. You're just masking that, it. That pain's just going to come back in a little while. That's yeah. how I view it. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And to, for to sure. Me, to me, like I, I like to tell people, not that we should be in pain, but when we're, when we're in pain... That is our body's way of telling us there's something you need to take care of. Mm-hmm. So listen to it. Not the pain. Don't just. Yeah. Well, listen to the pain. Sure. Because it's telling you there's something out of homeostasis. Right. Balance, right? right. Okay. So yeah. you've got to get, you've got to get that fixed. It's a signal. It's a communication. That's right. When sure. you just keep taking something to cover it up, the reminder goes away in your head. Right. And th- and that makes us, I think, kind of dissociate from ourselves a bit. You know, Doesn't if it? our yeah. body's trying to communicate something and I say, I'm going to take this to not listen to, to you. not listen, not <laughs> listen to that signal, then right. we come less and less connected to our physical selves. Yeah. And, and so I, so part of, I think, the healing process is to become reintegrated to ourselves and, and understand the communication that occurs. And, and that's really where, paying attention to it when it's talking to mm-hmm. us. That's it's where important. today's society, that's a, when you said, Angie, when you said like the elders or whatever, the way that I think people used to be a lot more in connection with their bodies mm-hmm. because there were less distractions Um they yeah. were less, you know, distractions away from your physical self, so to right. speak. I just thought of something. To me, it's like the oil light coming on in your car mm-hmm. and saying, I'm just going to pull the fuse out because right. that light's annoying me. <laughs> right. I don't want to look at it. Right. You're bugging me. That's, that's exactly. Correct. Too much stuff to do. Right. To deal with you right now. Right. And yeah. it's fine. And the light's off. It's fine. I don't fine. have 30 um, minutes for Jiffy Lube. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm a busy person. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as we're getting close to wrapping up here, are there any organizations that you're involved in that help make a difference in the community that you'd like to mention? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, on a, on a national level, I think the Institute for Functional Medicine is one organization that's just doing so much to just spread the word. So being involved with them is wonderful. I'm also involved with a community, um, called ICEA, the International Society of Environmentally Acquired Illness. And they're, they're newer. They're within Mm -hmm. the last year, but what they do is they, they help educate other providers and the general public about the effects our environment has on us so very important our inner environment is very much reacted to our outer environment and that that includes things like diet exercise sleep the things we automatically think of but it also includes the quality of our water the quality of our homes as their mold as their heavy metals mm-hmm. and that is a big driving force for a lot of people sure yeah and i also pair up with um the the wild hair and the mockingbird apothecary and and i do um community talks that are complimentary to the public regularly like every you know two to three months oh wow that's awesome yeah Yeah. and i really try when i put these talks together to not just give a bunch of theory and then say come to see me if you want the answers you know like yeah i really give a lot of you know tomorrow start implementing this and you can so it's not really a plug you're out there actually helping with information wow that's great it really isn't meant to i mean it's it's if patient if i if patients come in because of it that's great but that's not really the goal the goal is just spread the word and and let people know that they they have control of their health i mean i think that that's what's yeah. lacking a lot i've been to a lot of those that you offer yeah, and they're yeah, they're good. great so i went to um detox the detox one yeah, that you yeah. had that was great um yeah. 
I don't know the names of them all, but well, good for you. Here good, I am, totally good, clueless about it. That's great. Good gut health. Yeah, so um, we do the gut. We yeah. do a gut one, a thyroid one, and then I went to the one. Oh gosh, it was a really good one about um, how cellular can interact with the, at, the, at the cellular level. How um, phones and devices mm-hmm. and oh, that's the Wi-Fi one I'm terrified of. Talking about lifestyle changes. It affects at the cellular level and that was super interesting. It's very wow. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be yeah. walking around in a tinfoil suit. But I am curious about it though, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that we really know. Yeah. The long term no. effects well, that's, of all of this. We really don't know. That's yet. one yeah. of those things where we talk about like big pharma, but big electronics and mm-hmm. big uh, you know, data, they have a vested interest in there not being too much research done about right. that. Yeah. You know. Because Absolutely. right now they can say there's no conclusive proof yeah. about cell phones and stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't want a conclusive But we're report. the guinea pigs. That's right. We are the guinea pigs. And health, <laughs> health is declining. So. Yeah, that's true. So we'll, in the show notes here, if you're listening on your device, you should see links for all the things that uh, Dr. Mattioli just mentioned. But I'll get more information from you after yeah. the show so I can write all this down about the The, the one institute. was long, so I know you didn't have time to write that no, one No, I down. think I got it. Institute yeah. of Functional Medicine, right? Yeah. I see a uh, wild hair and the mockingbird apocryphal there. Oh, you did. I can say apocryphal. How do you say it? <laughs> Apothecary. Apothecary. <laughs> Apothecary. That's, Did I say it right? Yeah. It's tricky for questions. me. That was like philanthropy. Remember yeah. that one? Oh, that was, a, that was a good one. Wow. That was a good one. So if anybody's interested in coming to see you or, yeah. or getting more information, um, where where can they find you? Yeah. So our website is probably one of the first stops. It's originsfunctionalmedicine.com. Um, and they can always call the office and speak to Lauren and, and she can give them some good information. Don't say that phone number or. Yeah, you can say the okay. phone number. It's 407-902-4912. So Perfect. they can, either one of those. Is awesome. Way. We'll put that info in the show notes as well and on our website. Yeah. yeah. And you are on social media as far as Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And also on our website, we have those, those free community talks. It's under the events tab. So if they just want to drop in and see what it's about, that's another good way yeah and Can if you want to go just in. make sure you put going so she has an idea of how many people are right. coming oh, yeah. it's always a nice thing to know yeah. how many guests you may have exactly. right well that's great well thank you so much for coming on with us Thanks this was very informative me. i think for me. i think we educated well you educated me that, yeah sure. we educated good. ourselves yeah. even more yes but good. i i think that we answered a lot of questions that people may have about you know, just like you said, people don't really, they're not clear on what a functional doctor does. Yeah. And the fact that you are an actual doctor. Right. This isn't just something you pulled out of a book and said, okay, I'm going to start treating Let people. Just, right. No, no. Yeah. She, she knows what she's doing. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. She knows the body. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much once yes. again. And stay tuned. We'll be back with the information station. That's right. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back. It is time now for the information station. And we just want to thank Dr. Mattioli for a great interview. Hope you guys learned a lot of great, valuable information. Yes, I did. Yeah, and maybe learn that there might be a different approach for you when it comes to your overall health and wellness. If you're, you know, struggling with things and and haven't gotten to the bottom of, of some kind of a type of issue that you may be having. So Indeed. super grateful to her for for coming, taking some time out and answering some pretty cool questions. Sorry, I got all tongue-tied there. (laughs) So I did a little research, and I mean, this is something that I go to school for, so I learn this all the time. But I dove in a little bit more, and we kind of discussed a little bit that she focuses pretty heavily on the gut, 
and you know how a lot of issues stem from the gut area. Right. So there's something really cool inside our gut. I mean, really cool or really weird, however you want to look at it. Right. But we actually have an ecosystem, which she mentioned, that lives within our gut, and that's called our microbiome, right? That's what you would hear to it. Um, hear it. What, what am I trying to say? Referred to as the microbiome. When you hear microbiome, they're usually speaking of your gut, right. even though it can kind of include your whole body. Right. So in our gut, there's good bacteria and bad bacteria. And I'm not just talking a handful. I'm talking trillions of these bacteria that live within this ecosystem inside our gut. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy, right? So really, it's like, who rules the show? I mean, there's one of us. We're kind of the host, right? Right. To these trillions of living organisms that are inside us. It's crazy when you think of it like that. Yep. So with these good these good and bad bacteria have to eat, right? They, they're looking for their host to provide them food. So what we want to do is obviously we know which ones that we want to be thriving in our system, and that's our good bacteria. So it's up to us, the host, to feed these good bacteria the proper things so that they can overtake the bad bacteria. Right. And they help with things like digestion, our immune system, the balancing of our hormones, and even our brain function. Because as you're going to get into a little bit, you're going to talk about the gut-brain connection. Yep. So just a couple little points of how you can feed the good and starve the bad. That's what I like to say when I'm talking like to my clients. Um, the good gut bugs like foods that are very high antioxidant and anti-inflammatory foods. The bad butt, butt bugs. <laughs> the bad gut bugs, they like things like sugar, refined oils, um, the bad carbohydrates, and prosta- processed and fast foods, conventional meats, and pasteurized dairy products. So they like all the things that they tell you when you're eating clean to not eat, not eat right. basically. So we want to include things that are high antioxidant. So there's going to be your fruits and veggies. Anti-inflammatory is, once again, really go to your fruits and veggies because those things are going to be the main foods that help with them, healthy gut bugs and fermented foods as well. So, you know, an example of fermented food? Like uh, pickles? Yes. You got to make sure they're actually fermented because sometimes they just add vinegar in the jar. Yep. But when you get a fermented pickle, it looks milky. Like when you shake it up, yeah. it, it looks cloudy. And it looks like okay, it's yeah, I've had those. It looks like it's gone bad. But those are the kind of pickles you want in your so diet. Fermented grapes too, then. Grapes. Like, oh, like wine. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of sugar in wine, though. That's so true. there's kind of a balance That's there. True. Wine. We'll talk about wine later. Wine does have its health benefits, but right. not too much. Um, so yeah, the way you do that is start simple. You know, start taking one thing out and adding one thing to your diet. Like That's, an elimination diet. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't go crazy because tell, I'm telling you, when you go crazy, it it's not comfortable. It's not a comfortable thing. So yeah. start a little easy, especially if you don't know how you're doing things. If you're a soda drinker, cut down on, shook, cut down on the um, soda and maybe add some fermented foods in every day. Right? Yeah. Start small. But start somewhere. Right? So... Yeah. Anyway. 
That's awesome. That's so, my little tidbit of information. That's great information. And you've taught me this stuff already, but it's interesting to kind of revisit it. And it's like a little war going on in your stomach if you think about it sometimes. It really is. Yeah. Um, and I, regarding the gut-brain connection, so I have learned some of this stuff from you, mm-hmm. and we'll talk a little bit about that documentary in a moment as well. Yes, yes. But some of these chemical substances in your stomach are called neurotransmitters. That's right, yes. And they are produced in the brain, but they're also produced in your gut. That's right. So mm-hmm. what's interesting to me about this is that about 90% of the serotonin, that's one of the chemicals that your brain, that, that kind of makes you feel good in your brain. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, of it that is produced in our gut. So that makes you think that, and this is sort of an emerging science, it's in that documentary called The Gut, Our Second Brain, which is on Prime Video. It's a good documentary. Now, I haven't watched all of it, but from what I've heard, uh, it's sort of in the periphery when you're watching it. It's really interesting because it's almost like it makes you think this is going to sound crazy, but there is science now that is starting to point towards whatever you eat, kind of controlling the way you feel and affecting your behavior, major behaviors like risk factors. How risky are you? How adventurous are you? That's right. These kinds of things can be, they're starting to see that these things might be able to be mapped back to what you're eating. So as Angie mentioned, you know, who's in control of who, but it also, if you think for me, if I think about my own life and I think about people I know that have really bad eating habits, their behavior seems to be potentially connected to that as well. So good and bad habits. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this, you talked about the serotonin, how it makes you feel happy. What gut bugs do you think are responsible for producing serotonin? Right. The good gut bugs. So obviously, if people are depressed, usually it is because they have low serotonin levels. Right. Which is directly connected to your gut because 90% is created there. That is sending the signal to your brain to be happy. So super interesting stuff. That is interesting stuff. I mean, I encourage everybody to watch that documentary on Prime Video, The Gut or Second Brain. It is some really cool stuff. It really is. And and the emerging evidence is that really there is an intelligence in your stomach that could very well be just as... Influential on your body as your brain and your skull. So it's almost like new science is starting to show that your the functions in your body aren't just controlled by the ba- the brain and your skull as we've thought historically. Yeah. That there really is a second brain in your gut. It's crazy because it makes you think about things like people say that gut feeling. Oh, it's a, it's a real thing. It really. And is. the other thing is we have more um, nerve connections in the gut. I do believe. Yes, I think so. Let me just. I'll double check my information later, but I believe there's more nerve connections in the gut than there is in the brain. Wow. So crazy stuff. It really is. All right. So that wraps the show this time. We went really long on Facebook Live. Um, and so for those of you but that- we had fun. We really did. And for those of you <laughs> that joined us on that, thank you again for that. I did want to let you guys know a large portion of the Facebook Live event I'm going to put, or we're going to put in the sort of post credit scene, we'll call it. So yeah. after we're done wrapping up the show here, the music plays. If you want to keep listening, you can hear us just chatting about random stuff um, on the Facebook Live, which was really fun. And, uh, you know, but if not, if you just want to listen to the quote, valuable information from us, then um, the show will wrap like it normally does. And as we do that, please remember that we always do want to hear from you. Uh, You can call us anytime at 407-490-3899. Tell us what you want to hear on the show. 
um, what you would like for us to talk about, your thoughts about what we're doing so far. Um, if you want us to play your voicemail on the air, we'd be happy to do that as well. Or you can email us at feedback at fineanddangy.com. All that same kind of information, or just to say hi. You can also find us on all social media at Fine and Dangy. And if you haven't subscribed already, we would love for you to be a part of our podcast each and every week or whenever you can fit us in on your ride to work or yep. traveling or in the bathroom getting ready in the morning, That's whenever right. it may be. I say that because Dad, oh, Dan, <laughs> Dad, Dan listens to podcasts every morning when he's getting ready. I so. really do, yeah. And while you're at it, please rate review, rate and review us let people know what you think and let us know how how you think uh or what you think sorry i'm like really tongue-tied today we've had a busy morning <laughs> really have. and i had a little goal that i kind of am setting for myself um this next week coming up it's i want to start my own little personal journal and i think i'm just going to do it on my phone so that's always accessible to me and then i'm going to re-emphasize it by writing in it at night I want to write down how I helped somebody today or how I tried to make a difference in the world. It, I mean, it could That's be a great that, idea. that maybe somebody, you know, didn't look too happy and I said hello and started conversation with them. And then maybe we got in a conversation about what's going on and maybe they I perked their day up a little bit. That's just for myself, not really to share with anybody else as far as what I write in it. But I just thought that's going to keep me focused during the day on, okay. How am I going to make a difference and impact today, yeah. no matter what, how simple it could be? That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I have my I little think, journal in the car and everything, but I'm going to do it on my phone so it's with me all the time. That's awesome. Kind of keeps you accountable. For, yeah. for And I don't want to always bring it back to money, but I do think sometimes, because I know a lot of people don't have a lot of money to spare, but I do think sometimes if you're super duper busy and you're working crazy hours and you got several jobs or several things that you're kind of juggling... That is one way you could do this. Because the first thing I thought when you said that for me is with all the hours in the day job. You may and not then, come in contact with that many people. I really wouldn't yeah. or have the time necessarily to have a full-blown chat with someone. Now, there are, you can say hi. You can say that's a cool shirt or whatever, something just to kind of perk somebody up a little. Yeah. But I still go back to the old, you know, if you see somebody in line behind you at the grocery store and they have a few items, cover them. Those kinds of things are quick and easy ways to maybe pick somebody's day mm -hmm. up just, just because – it restores people's faith in humanity. And I, I like that. Yes, it does. I think there's great value in that. So anyway, that wraps the show this time, guys. Thank you for it, tuning in Short again. and sweet, baby. It really was. And, uh, Just like me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so remember, as we always say, at the end of the day, it's, it's all, all fine and dangy. Issues or uh, you know getting an upper respir respiratory I can't whatever and it, everybody knows what I talk about. You sound like me trying to say um, um, philanthropy. Philan no, I, there's a new word. It's in the actual interview where I totally butchered it. A copathery, pocketthery, a pocketthery. Now you messed me up. A popcathery. It's a popcathery. <laughs> it's not. So something I learned about salt therapy, you know, it helps, you know, to 
relieve anything in the chest that's built up. It can help with skin conditions, yep. just overall a, a feeling of feeling relaxed, yep. relaxation because of the positive or the negative ions that are in there, which we talk about in the salt therapy um, episode that we did. Yep. But they sell an inhaler that you can actually inhale. And I have didn't like know your, this. Yeah, I learned that. I'll find some links and maybe put those on the website. So if you feel like maybe you were exposed, maybe you're painting the house or exposed to something that you could have breathed in that's causing some irritation, right. you can use these inhalers, perfectly natural, no medication in it. It's literally just salt therapy. And you, wow. you inhale it and it kind of gives you, it helps clear you things up. Yeah. And your sinuses and stuff? Well, because salt is antibacterial and antimicrobial, so it kills germs. So if there's any germs in there, it helps to kill any of that that's in there but wow like when you go to the beach and you feel really good after you leave and you're all cleaned out so that's cool. i thought that was really interesting and i told my mom about that because she just got some results back i'm sure she's fine with me saying it she has a little touch of emphysema oh i didn't know that you know she was a smoker for many years but she's been not smoking for 15 years but those kind of things can cause that yeah but the doctor told her it can be caused by other things too your your environment things that you're exposed to chemicals i mean it could be sure. so many different things but she's fine you know she's active and but i told her about that because i'm like hmm let's do some research and see if that could help so yeah so there you yeah. go another form of so alternative that, medicine that's so, right try to I, keep her off of i'm a meds. little bummed that it's out that the alternative medicine month is over and this so was much we could talk about right so we'll definitely revisit this one this was sort of angie's um selection of i mean it's a group thing but you know she was really wanting to do this and i think there's a lot of value in it for people having said that I'm really excited mm -hmm. for next month because next month's theme is going to be reading, writing. We're, we're going with literacy, but we're going to tie in reading, writing. We've got some authors that we're going to have on. We've got an editor that we're going to have on. Mm -hmm. We've got a guy that does uh, audiobook or voice work that we're going to have on. Yep. And I'm really excited about this one. So yes, so um, this he'll be taking the lead in this. One. Yes, although I have my questions. I know. Yeah, of course. Um, we've also got um, one guest who'll be calling in from another state. So that'll be really cool for us to finally do. We've we're driving to Tampa to meet with one of the guests yes. to do the interview. So it's going to be exciting. And believe it or not, I may do like a special episode. I haven't thought about it all the way yet. But Throughout all the the sort of literacy reading and writing stuff that we're doing, I'm not one of the guests. I didn't. I purposely kind of planned it that way because I didn't want to make it all about sort of um, you know trying to plug my books or something. I just I want to. I'm interested in all of that, and I think there's something interesting in all of that for everybody. So yeah, it, and you're supporting other local authors too. That's that we, right. You know that we've met and yep. and trying to help support them, yes. especially ones that are new. Yep. And trying to get on the right, you know, figure out how to navigate. Yes, exactly. By themselves, because a lot of people do self-publishing now. Yep. So and it, and it can take a lot of time. So it's right. nice I, to have somebody kind of steer you in the right direction, and you right. may not make the same mistakes that you made. Exactly. What do you mean? I didn't make any mistakes. Well, you know, things that took more time. <laughs> yeah, I'm or totally whatever. kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. But that's a great point. So I'll be talking a little bit about how to self-publish and asking questions to other authors, and uh, we're really excited to. I'm really excited, especially to go through this next month. But um, that's next month. I just figured I'd yeah. mention it. We talked about, should we go ahead and tell people? But I think we should. Yeah. Oh, hi, Sheila and Mike. Oh, Sheila and Mike. 
Oh, there I can see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and I know what else I did last week. What's that? I did something for me. I let my sister do that dermaplaning on my face. Where they shave your face yes. with like a razor knife? She's an esthetician, so it's not like I just went to her I'm house. I'm not even going to try <laughs> to say that one as bad as I butchered uh, a apothecary. Yeah. Apothecary. Understanding in? <laughs> you should make a new word because that's amazing. Apothecary. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's like this little scalpel. And basically what they do is remove all the fine little hairs off your face and they don't come back black or, you know, thicker or anything. That's an old wives tale, yeah. as they say. But it also, um, it removes the top layer of your skin, like the dead skin cells. So my face so smooth and look how young I look. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I can't, I've noticed that when we do this, it's. It kind of stinks for you because all the people joining and then leaving and joining and commenting, it's right over your face. So we got to figure out how to change that. It won't be when people watch the video. No. But. Well, I can't see that one anyway. After We need to put another TV over here. Yeah. That's. That's what see? we need. That's a that's a reason for another TV. You don't one have there, to. Hey, look, there. you don't have to sell me on more electronics <laughs> ever. Anyway, that sounds cool. I mean, that's yeah. not something I would do, but it sounds very cool. And I know Elena just joined a little bit ago, and we we did. We talked about how we're going to get into a little more of the details the, around the yeah, Golden Warrior Festival. Around the Co- Golden Warrior Festival. Yes. I have lots of ideas, Elena. Too many. Yeah. I have too many ideas. I have a book of ideas. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I always have ideas. Yeah. So, um, I, so I'm hoping to have the website 90% done on Sunday, but I'm putting my feet to the fire by talking about it on here too. But we're yeah. excited and happy to be part of that. Sheila says she would like to have the facial Derma shaving planing. thing done. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. It's really nice. You know. can just feel it like just lifting right up. So skincare by Heather. All right. Oh, she's got a long website. It's it's on the it's on findandangie.com, yeah. I think. Yeah. Sure. I think we put it it's, on there. It's, if not, we'll put a link if on, not, the, we'll put it on the, the show description for it. I can't. It's a very long. I told my sis, God, we got to change that. We got to get that a little shorter. <laughs> get that website. What is a it? Little, is, it's is it? because it was skincare by Heather was taken, I think. So she had to do like skincarebyheather.skintherapy.info or something like that. Gotcha. Because, you know, when you're in that. When you're trying to get the business, you have to have a certain, um, the info or something at the end. I don't know. I don't know the whole, (laughs) I don't know. I just, you told me what to do when I was building my website and I just did that and it worked out very well for me. Well, that's cool. So, um, hi, Jennifer. Jennifer just joined us. Um, sadly we are wrapping up. We've actually purposely gone about twice as long as we We intended to just because of everybody kind of coming and going. Yeah. Um, and I think as we do the Facebook live stuff, we were talking about it tonight, all the whole thing that we do live may not actually be in the podcast because we get chatty, we get chatty and we kind of want to interact with you guys a little more. And I don't know how fun that is to listen to when you're driving in your car two days later. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so but plus we get a, you know, when we're interviewing people, we go off, off course a little bit sometimes because we have more questions too when you're talking to people. Right. So they just got to. Right. And not stay too outlined. And and we're also trying to gauge what's the right amount of time. That's sort of a good thing to ask the live audience right now. But what's the feedback? Yeah. What's the target amount of time for a podcast? Because some of my favorite podcasts, like uh, ID10T with Chris Hardwick, 
we just went back and looked at it the other went back and looked at it a couple nights ago and his yeah. are like an hour and a half an hour and 40 minutes and i'm like wow that seems long but i love them because i listen to them in little chunks of yeah. time i've been trying to keep us under an hour but it's been a challenge and there's been other stuff that we've wanted to do towards the end of the show more fun and games kind of goofy stuff the middle segment with the guest we really try to get as much useful information as we can yeah. for you guys or if you're watching this recorded the network connection blipped i have no idea yeah. why no. but um, it happens so now we've got two facebook live segments you're going to see here but um what we were talking about really was what is the target time what is yeah. is it an hour is it 45 minutes but podcasts are typically digested in segments so i don't really even know if it matters but we're trying to keep it in an hour we found it somewhat limiting so far yeah we like to really chat it up with the guests they like to really chat it up but we and, have so many more ideas of things we want to do it's like yeah you just can't fit it all into one that's why we started like the special episodes and right. those bonus episodes yeah. because when you have so many ideas or you're going to do stuff that's really cool you want to include that in your in your cast yeah. your cast that's what we're going to call it and this is the thing that happens every time we do Facebook Live, as much as I hate to end it as more people are coming know, back on, especially after we lost our connection earlier. We really need to. We're 40 minutes in now. We're supposed <laughs> we're to be 15 for this. But we want to thank you guys fun. so much for yes. joining us. We're going to start making this a regular thing. Um, we're talking about what we can include in the discussion that will drive interaction. Um, yeah. One more thing about the... Um, the, the next month's topic, which is literacy, our hashtag over here, if I can point, is going to be it. hashtag get, get literate, get literate, hashtag <laughs> get literate. So um, we're going to do that. It. And then uh, we've got some, re I know I say this every time, but one of my favorite prizes that we, we've given away so far, we're, we're going to have in a giveaway next month. So I'm excited about that yeah. too. Joanna's back. Hi, Joanna. Sadly, we're wrapping up. We lost our connection earlier. I don't know what happened. But anyways, um, so stay tuned for that next month. Stay tuned for some new and interesting Facebook Lives. Thank you guys for joining us. Yes. I couldn't be more thrilled. I know Angie and I talk about it, neither could she, as far as the response that we've gotten from the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm humbled by yeah. the amount of downloads that we're getting. I mean, it's um, hearing stories like that one from Sheila where she had a food drive thing at work. Um, it really feels like we're, we're sort of just at the infancy of this, but we're yeah. already starting to see some differences being made just because we're putting our efforts and our time there. And that is huge. That is like the... Um, it makes all the late hours and the, I got to cut this thing and do this and yeah. I got to post that and make this picture and I'm exhausted from I the day I don't really job. do much. I just show up. That's not true. And I schedule the guests. She That's schedules the guests. She writes half of <laughs> most of the questions and does all the research and all the stuff that I consider the hard stuff. But anyway, all the work that we're putting into it, we do enjoy it, but it really makes it seem like it is so worth it when we it start yeah. seeing an actual difference. Um, and going back to our charity of choice, Bags of Hope, right now. I wanted to just say, like, I have a, a local business that's setting up, like, a little flyer at their business that their um, patients, I don't want to say patients, clients, that's that's the word I'm looking for. Oh. We've been with Alt-Med all month, so I'm thinking patients. Sure. But their clients have the opportunity to donate, could be either, like, a all the gift cards so that we can buy f more food to take, or whatever it is that you think you might need if you were in 
a, you know, in a place where you can afford something, right. toilet paper, paper, to- anything, right? And they're setting up like a little area where their clients have the opportunity to donate to that. Oh, wow. That's so if awesome. anybody's interested in doing something like that, you no pressure to your clients. You just have a little sign. And if they ask more questions, then they can donate if they want. And then we can show up with lots of stuff and help more families that are in need and, and kids especially. Because that's really the, the goal is yeah. planting seeds of hope in those kids that yeah, are there. And, so. Right. That's mm-hmm. what's most important to Rhonda. Yeah. Sheila just said we should do a Kitchen Chandler, Fine and Dangy effort, uh, joint effort Facebook drive. And then she said, yes. I can't see it, Said, but I think it probably says you're giving me more ideas. Yes. So definitely, I'll reach out to you, Sheila. I'd love to do something like yeah. that. That would be Collab. great. And we'd love to come. When we come to, I say when we come to interview you for the show, because you're not coming to us for that. We want to come out there. And yes. Because I, we want to do some video footage, maybe a little bit of Facebook Live stuff outside because it's so gorgeous out there. But when we come to you... Um, maybe we can dig even further into that unless we get a chance to do it before then. But I'll reach out to you to get some details on that. That'd yeah. be awesome. And in July, we're going to do something as well um, to try to... to Incorporate. Just, yeah, summer is hard for for organizations like this. Right. Summers are always the hardest, and that's when the kids need even more food because a lot of times they get free breakfast and free lunches From at school, school. Yeah. and they're going, they, they don't have... Hardly anything. That's so true. There's a more, it's more of a struggle. Summer is a huge need. It's a yes. huge need. So if we could get something, like right when, it, with Sheila, if we could get something started right when like school's ending, yep. that would be beautiful. Yeah, oh, so maybe we maybe we don't wait because next yeah. month is the uh, literacy thing. Then um, yeah, maybe we, the month after that is when we do the, the we were trying to do tie it in and we'll, we'll make more sense when we get to this, but something about like we have friends that have a hops farm. So we're going to talk about, and they have a, a farm as well with chickens and stuff. So we thought about doing living it, off your land, living off kind your of. land, some yeah. kind of organic thing, um, because it also ties into health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Also, Linda just joined. Hi, Linda. Linda reminds me on a different note that in October, and I might clip all this out of the episode, but in October, our one of the big themes that we're going to do is Halloween, of course, uh-huh. because as you guys know, we're total <laughs> Halloween nerds. But um, Linda, uh, I, I think, Linda, you may have moved away, but um, or maybe you just don't go, but uh, I met Linda at the Halloween yeah. event, Velvet Sessions, at the uh, Hard Rock Hotel, and so it's been cool to see her on Facebook all these years after. It's another example of how you stay friends with people on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So anyway, hi, Linda. I'm looking forward to October and the Halloween stuff, too. We don't know what we're going to be yet. We're still <sighs> trying to figure that out. Yeah, it's um, it's exhausting trying to figure out what we're going to be, because we're thinking that le- last year we won. A two-night stay at the Hard Rock Hotel because yep. we went as Captain Inappropriate, Captain Hook, and Twink, Twinkerbell. Not, not crazy Tinkerbell. inappropriate. A little bit inappropriate. Anyway, so we always make our own costumes. And, but this year we're thinking maybe we just want to have an easier costume and just let it be lighter and fun. But I don't think that's in our nature. So I think we'll end up, you know, going crazy Like again. we need one more thing to do. Yeah. But we, we probably will. So stay tuned. We, we are going to announce, give clues like we always do, maybe starting in June, because we usually start around June or July, about July for our costumes. We start that soon. So yeah. anyway. So I'm looking forward to it. So 
So Kimberly had put something here that the Department of Agriculture has teamed up with the schools again for free meals over the summer. Oh, great. And I can't see the rest of it because it just says see more. And if I push it, I'll knock the camera over. So we'll check that out after the show, yeah. read the comments. Oh, but that's great. That's interesting to know as well. I, I'm trying to look yeah. at it on here, but I, don't, I can't see the uh, the comments. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, well, we can look at them. And Swipe left to reveal comments. Don't lose everybody now. Readers are leaders. <laughs> Well, we are at 45 minutes, so you're going to have a lot of cutting to do. Oh, here she said, uh, oh, okay. Department of Agriculture has teamed up with schools again for free meals over the summer for kids up to 18. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Um, Sheila said, I'm guessing you won't be Daenerys and John. Not a chance. Mm-mm. Not a chance. No. No. Unfortunately. Too many people go as that stuff anyway. Yeah. So. That, we try that's to come up thing. with something unique. Um, and we have some ideas. We yeah. definitely have ideas. And we do have cost- old costumes that we could recycle that were fun. But yeah. I like the idea of doing something new every I do year. Too. The, the, the challenge becomes... Finding a couple-themed... Right. That's what, this is what we try to and, do. And we like to do characters. We've yeah. learned that if you do characters that people know, like, um, I think we went as, like, uh, Colonial Ghosts the first time we got together and went... And we weren't really named characters, but people were calling me the name of something from some show yeah. I never heard of. Yeah. So then we went with characters with names, and people just love yeah. that. And I kind of do, too. So we've struggled to find Halloween couples. Last year, yeah. The Hook and uh, Tinkerbell was not really a couple, but it worked out to be pretty fun. Well, it was fun because we went as Disney characters at a universal, universal place. And one. And one. That was so crazy. And then we also went as Beetlejuice and Lydia. One year, and we mm-hmm. ran into a universal guy that, that gave us free passes to stay at the and hotel, we but we couldn't work right. out the dates. That's um, right. And then we went as Jack and Sally. That's right. We made those costumes. Yeah. So, well, we're, so we're still thinking about what would be characters that people ideas, would know. Any send ideas them our are way. totally welcome. Yeah. In fact, please send us your ideas because <laughs> we are out of them, we're, frankly. We're stumped. And last year we had sort of an idea up until, I kid you not, Six weeks before the party, and we went to a Halloween store to buy our stuff and changed our mind on the spot and yeah. did hook and yeah, um, we did. And Angie should get ninety percent of the credit because <laughs> I helped make the costume too by folding things while she irons them and puts stitching in and stuff. So yeah, we make the costumes. But anyway, if you have any ideas, we really oh. would appreciate it. But we really do need to wrap. We're yep. about fifty minutes now. We're well, supposed to be fifteen. We can really but- talk. We can. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you so much.